0: Spears, and this is the dirt, where we dig deep with those helping to feed the world. Episode two, Dr. Marissa Hake. Down with uh, Dr. Marissa Hake, and we are going to be kind of talking about her career as a veterinarian and some of her experiences through the industry. Um, so, uh, Dr. Hake, maybe you just kind of talk a little bit about your background just to kind of start. Sure. Yeah.
1: Um, so I currently live in Ohio, but I'm looking out my window right now and I can, I can see Indiana. So that's okay. kind of where I'm at. pretty close to Michigan as well. Um, so I grew up in Michigan on the West side of the state and, um, you know, it was always interested in agriculture. I knew from a really young age that I wanted to be a veterinarian. I was kind of one of those kids, but, um, so I went to Michigan state, I did my undergrad in, animal science, um, and that's definitely when I kind of um, transitioned more probably from the equine side to um, the food animal side of my interest. Um, And then after that, I went to Michigan State for um, my DVM, and at the same time, I did a master's um, in public health. Um, And so through that, I kind of knew I wanted to be in food animal, and being from Michigan, um, focused more on dairy, but I was open to, you know, swine or poultry or anything like that. Um, but I really enjoyed the young stock side of, of dairy. Um, and so when I graduated, I got a job, um, as a staff veterinarian for a calf company. Um, and so that's kind of where I got started and really focused on, you know, kind of the young stock neonatal calf care, um, and things like that. So that's how I kind of ended up where I'm at now, um, and always had a focus on, being able to help farmers, um, but also integrate in kind of the communication with the consumer as well.
0: So I guess kind of going off of what you just said about the consumer part, is that kind of what, I mean, what kind of led you to create the social media kind of platform that you have now, kind of just your work or what sparked all
1: that? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of fell into it. So we had, um, some bloggers come into our facilities. And then when they went out and they kind of talked to their um, followers, there was lots of questions. And so I didn't really want to answer those from my personal account. So I just made it a vet account to answer those questions. And that's that's how it got started.
0: Yeah. And that's um, for anybody who's kind of watching or listening, that's how I found her. And in- Um, have been following along and she puts excellent content out there. Everything is very educational and um, I think gives a very accurate picture of what real life looks like. Um, But what kind of, and so I know you said you started working for, um, a company. Are you still working with that company, or do you have more of kind of a private practice now? I don't know if that's the correct term for veterinary. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no, so yeah, so I transitioned from um, the calf side, and now I'm working on the dairy side. Okay. Um, so I I work for Fairlife, and I'm the director of animal welfare and sustainable farming. Um, so I kind of transitioned to the back side of things, and uh, and work working more on the welfare side.
0: Okay, and what kind of, what is a daily kind of I know that's probably a hard question because every day but what is like a typical day look like?
1: Well I wish I knew at this point so (laughs) I started in in late January and then um, I was about to get out to farms and COVID hit and so kind of being uh, uh, non-essential it just was what I needed one last person on the farm right so we kind of just went down to the bare minimum Um, so I'm just getting back out (laughs) Um, but what kind of looks like is taking this interface between a brand and a company and the dairy farms, right. And and that whole entire supply chain, there can be kind of a loss in communication Mm
0: -hmm. and we want to make
1: sure that we don't have that. So um, I work every day with our supplying dairy farms um, and we work on say welfare standards or um, uh, worker care standards or things like that, that we really want to push as an industry Um, and then on the brand side I work with we have an animal welfare council um, that kind of has the leaders in each one of those spaces and they give us input as a company as we make these standards or work with our farmers um, as well as input from the farmers we want both sides of academic and farmers to make these these standards and um, you know we we kind of hope that we can um, really think outside the box on some of these consumer issues um, and, and things that they're concerned about and moving forward in the next five to ten years, try to put together a program that's kind of leading in those spaces. So that's, I guess, in a nutshell, kind of what I do every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's it's a little bit higher up than, um, not higher up, but just a different um, thinking space and say, going out and treating a, a right. DA or, right. you know, so it's a little bit different.
0: <laughs> right. And so I guess too, based off of that, what kind of, as you've been working through some of these problems, what's kind of one of the bigger consumer issues that you guys have come across, or maybe one that you're kind of trying to work to combat right now?
1: Um, yeah, I think there's a, there's some big um, areas, but anything around calves, um, which is unique because I come from the calf side. So um, anything around cow-calf separation. Um, and how, you know, how we raise our calves and things like that is always, is always a big, um, sticking point for consumers and, and it's something that we need to address and look at and see if we can do better.
0: Right. So I guess too, going off of that, what's kind of maybe one of the hardest parts about your job or most challenging, I guess.
1: Oh, um, I spend a lot more time on a computer and
0: <laughs> I'm going miss-
1: ask it sounds like that. <laughs> Yeah, I miss being outside every single day. Um, I mean, it was nice. I say, like, late like January, February, I was like, I can do this. This isn't <laughs> too bad. Um, but now that it's really nice out, I'm like, oh, I don't want to answer another email. That's, yeah. that's probably the worst part is the, um, it's just not hands-on as much.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, I, yeah, I could definitely see that. But then also, you guys, your family at least, um, also has a farming background, correct? My husband? yes. Yep,
1: so we um yeah, I married a Uh we farm here. We do cash crop, hay, wheat, um and then we have a now weaned to finish uh, uh pig farm and we do some custom raising for heifers and and some dairy beef and regular beef. So um, I just say we're diversified. (laughs) It's very easy.
0: Yeah, and then, uh, you guys also have British Whites, right? That's your own little kind of baby project herd, I guess. That, that is my, a hundred percent a hobby herd, I will admit it every single day, uh,
1: yeah, so it was funny, a couple years ago, about three years ago now, I can't remember, I, I went into one of our calf facilities, and we had a crossbred British White that was, like, the most perfect calf I'd ever Ever seen and I was like what is this like <laughs> I gotta have them and ever since then I was like I'm like I knew I wanted to have beef cattle but I was like this is my breed like this mm-hmm. is what I'm going for <laughs> so yeah it, it's exciting to finally have it happen and own um it's weird when you work every day with cattle but they're not yours you know what I mean mm-hmm. like and so now to have like these are my cows and these are right. my cows
0: <laughs> right <feels> <laughs> yeah yeah I, I thought that was kind of funny because we had the same type of thing with highlands we Grow or we raised beef cattle and Angus and stuff, and then my mom and I were obsessed with Highland cattle, and then we decided to venture into that. But yeah, um, but yeah, they're so cute, and the pictures that you put on there. I'm actually the other day I showed my mom. I was like, you have to look at these calves. They're so cute. But um, I've had so many people be like, so where can I get these? Like, this is what we're
1: and I was like, yeah, we're going to make them like British fights are going to come back. I promise. <laughs> yes. They're,
0: uh, they're, they're definitely a cool breed for sure. Um, but also kind of going, oh, definitely not vet related, but, um, I talked to Becca the other day, right before you guys had your flip cup challenge, oh, awesome. and we're, we were talking some smack for sure. And then, uh, you won. So who are you facing next? <laughs>
1: Um, so there was another kind of controversial one, but I think I'm, I'm playing Meredith Bernard, um, from this farm wife. So her and I will go pending her terrible rural internet. We both have terrible rural internet. Um, so I'll go against her, which will be really fun. And then I, I think if I win that one, it'll, I'm pretty sure it'll be, uh, Dairy Girl Fitness. Um, but Emily, so I don't, I don't know for sure though okay
0: yeah and if for those of you again who are not who are listening or watching whatever whenever this gets posted um that is a super cool little fun project that's going on uh with some of the dairy producers and people on social media so check it out donate um there it's all going towards a good cause for sure Um, yeah we've
1: already made for i think two thousand dollars for feeding america which is pretty cool Yeah, yeah that's
0: awesome good that's yeah definitely, uh, supporting the industry and then also, um, giving back. So it doesn't get much better than that. Um, so changing right. gears a little bit, but as a woman in the industry, what has kind of, how have you integrated into the industry and has there been some challenges or what have you kind of faced?
1: Oh, that's such a good question. Um, you know, I talked to other women about this, especially, um, just being a mother and a wife, and uh, and and trying to work in an industry that's you know mostly male dominated, which is which is fine. It's changing for sure, um, but ha- it's it's it just feels like it's all about balance a lot of times. So um, it's frustrating because it's like, well, if you wear too much makeup, then you're you know you're too pretty to work in ag. But if you don't, then like why you know it's just like you can't. You never feel like you can win, you right, know, and. Right. <laughs> So uh, it, it's really just being like true to you and um, being patient, you know, you, you will prove yourself, you will, you know, in, in good time and um, just continue to show up. Um, we're definitely changing the narrative around women in agriculture, you know. We can, we can drive a truck and a trailer and we can drive a tractor and <laughs> right. we can pull calves just as good as you can, because we've had to figure out different ways that it's not always just, you know, muscle. And, right. <laughs> um, so I think it's changing and it's really, really positive. And, and I think especially on social media, we see a lot of that where we're actually seeing these women um, in rural areas I would never have the exposure. Right. But now that we have this, the beauty of social media is that we can see all the cool things are doing. Um, and so, yeah, so I think it's really positive. There's definitely days that you just want to like hit your head against the wall. <laughs> but, um, it's great. And there's a, there's a great support system out there now for women that are are trying to get an egg.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I think social media has changed the game a little bit for sure. But, um, also with that, if, what's something I think that um what if you could give advice maybe to some a a woman who's trying to kind of come into the industry or um tell their story on social media what would you kind of tell them
1: yeah I think it's it, it it has to be like be true to you and um When I first started on social media, I was very like, okay, here's my veterinary fact or here's this, like, and it was very impersonal um, because I wanted to kind of keep that air of I'm professional, here's my professional, you know, Uh and at the end of the day, the reason that people connect with other people is because they feel like, um, you know, they have a connection or they relate or, you know. And so it wasn't really until I started showing um, the other side of my life, like, "Hey, I, I'm a mom, and I struggle with this," and he, you know, "I'm gonna kill my husband today," like, you know, and <laughs> and I think so. Just, um, I just just having it so other people feel like they can relate to you and you know the same struggles and all of that is is what you need to do right Mm -hmm. and and not put up a facade that you have it all together and um i i think that kind of that's how we build community too is like hey i'm struggling with this can anybody help me and and the next time that someone's struggling you can help them and and that's kind of how um this industry should be in my opinion
0: right yeah a hundred percent agree with that could not have said it better Um, and, uh, and that's one thing too, I want to commend you on. I think you do an excellent job of that on social media by keeping it educational, but also you're showing the reality and this is me and Hey, I'm having a bad day. And I'm going to say that because everybody has bad days kind of thing. Um, but last kind of maybe question statement of, um, if you could just share one thing about agriculture or one thing about your career, um, with anybody who maybe doesn't have an agriculture background, what would it be?
1: Um, and I'm really, really proud of agriculture, and you know, I come from the vet side, and it's we kind of see obviously the back door, right? So we come in the back door, we see everything that's happening on farms. Um, and as hard as farmers work, I think that's what most people miss. Um, with a nine to five job, and I'm not saying that those jobs aren't valuable, but a lot of people don't bring their work home, right? They're not totally life invested into a career as farmers are. Right. You know, and I think I talked about it one time, I was like, my, my son's nursery is completely covered in cows. Right. Like we love cows and I know like I can see some decor, like cow tags, like (laughs) you do. Right. So it's that we have this, it's not only a job to us, it is a lifestyle and a, you know, and, and a passion. And um, I don't, I just wish people would understand the amount of work and um sacrifice that that farmers put into this, and uh the amount of ridicule I guess, and um you know harsh criticism that they face every day in light of doing something that they love and and to keep doing it is is pretty amazing um and so one, if you're not in agriculture, try to learn try to support a farmer, but if you're in you know if you're in farming, keep your head up because <laughs> there are some tough days so. yes.
0: Yes, absolutely. I, yep, couldn't agree. Um, Couldn't agree more with that. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you sitting down to talk with me. And I hope that um, those who are watching get something out of this. And uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Dirt. Don't forget to follow us on social media at AgChicks and that the visual version of every episode can be found on YouTube on our AgChicks channel. We'll see you all next time.